Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of the Pineapple Theory Podcast. It's a Mandalorian Monday, hopefully coming out on a Monday rather than a Tuesday, like I messed up last time. And we've had weeks off, and it's inexcusable, but I have the best excuse ever. But anyway, we are back once again with my good friend Cammy. Cammy, you've made it back again without John. I have made it back, still being still being dodged by John. Honestly, yeah. at this point, it's just a. Uh... I think he's just just scared. We've we've hyped up his appearance on the joint podcast so much now that he knows that it can never live up to it. So he's just hiding now. Exactly. Well, we have a bit of a again. This is going to be a, a short and sweet sort of Mandalorian Monday because we're recording again in like two hours time with John. Hopefully, if he if he dares show face, because we're going to do the ultimate Christmas movie March Madness with McKinley, John, Cammy, and myself. So we are geared up for a, a good night. But right now we need to bang it's, out it's, a Mandalorian it's hard, Monday. It's hard work, this showbiz life. Just back-to-back interviews all day. It is. I'm, you're probably down. fed up of seeing any time I message you, it's because I want to record your voice for something. I never call anymore just for a chat, do I? I do feel very used. Although, actually, that's not true because you did you did call just to show me a special little someone. So that's fine. I did. And that's the whole reason why everything's gone a bit haywire recently. As you've seen on the Instagram, I finally got myself a dog. Me and McKinley, we adopted a little pot cake called Coda. And she's amazing. And she's awesome. So I'm sorry, not sorry, but I've been pretty busy. I, I, as I started speaking, I was like, Oh god, am I about to ruin what's meant to be like? Is there going to be like an announcement? I forgot about the Instagram <laughs> post. So that did you, did you notice how I very quickly diverted? Yeah, from, like show me the dog to to, to a little friend surprise yeah, little thing. Friend, <laughs> something maybe don't talk about. Uh, no, we backtrack, backtrack, real backtrack. Good. I spoke about it on an episode before we even got her as well. Like, didn't even like wasn't matched with her Wanting at that point. To, yeah. Um. But yeah, we'll talk. We'll probably talk about that a bit more on the a different episode somewhere. But yeah, I've been busy, so. Hence why, unfortunately, the pineapple theory is taking a little bit of a backseat. But now we're back. And we're doing a very rushed Mandalorian Monday episode. Which is so fucking annoying. Because the whole time, with yourself, with Mahmood, with me, I've wanted to talk about this episode we're going to talk about right now. Which is episode 5, season 2. Because we've been freaking out about this episode. And now we're going to like rush through it. But we'll try and give it as much time as we can. But what we're doing today is chapter 13, chapter 14... Um, again, complete spoilers for The Mandalorian. We're going to go through it, what we liked, what we didn't like, talk about certain bits, certain characters, certain like you know things that happened, and then we'll go from there, and it's all good. But also, a little note, we've now both seen all of Season 2. Season 2, by the time we're recording this, is done. We've seen all of it, so we know yep. where it's going. Yep. So that also, I think, will now change how we think about these next two episodes. Um, yeah. But we have yeah, to no, try and think not... That. We have to try and forget the ending that we now know of and, and talk about this. <laughs> so the, problem I, the only problem I have with that is that it, it all kind of rolls into one a little bit for me. And mm-hmm. so I, you have to stop me. If I start if I start speaking about something and oh, this was really cool, you need to be like, we have the camera going today. Well, so you have to be giving yeah, yeah, What is good about cancel, this, cancel these two episodes specifically is that they both take place on only one planet. So just think about the first episode as being purely this sort of misty planet thing with you know whatever and then the next one is just about sort of the 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 the, what you call that Uh, the the standing up stone rock things what's that called grand no in in england what do they call it it's like one of the wonders of the world stonehenge stonehenge think about it like that separate places separate episodes anyway that was that was a bad way of doing that completely forgot yeah you've just you've just confused me more let's go all right well chapter 13 we'll start off with this little disclaimer and fun story chapter 13 is unlucky for some and it was unlucky for me because i got in a lot of trouble for this episode because (laughs) i may have promised mckinley that i would definitely watch the episode with her and then cammy messaged me being like oh my god have you seen this episode it's amazing and then i saw that it was called the episode episode name is called the jedi so then i went through to mckinley who just started studying and i was like oh are you free to watch the mandalorian episode now and she's like no no later we'll watch it with dinner and i was like okay yeah cool cool and then i came into the bedroom and i i watched it <laughs> i put on headphones and i watched it immediately and then i went back through and was like no, mckinley i've done something really bad <laughs> nobody nobody likes a cheater Reese. nobody likes a cheater. nobody does but also if you know and love me 
you, you, I'm saying you have to be a bit lenient when it comes to Star Wars shit. Like, you know, I'm not a perfect person. I'm not a perfect person. Um, but especially when it comes to Star Wars, I can't wait. So, no patience. And yeah, I went ahead. No, I saw no, that it was no, called the no, episode perfect. name was the Jedi, and of course, I freaked and went and watched it. And just like sort of like my lack of patience, this episode has a lack of patience because we both said this initially. How fast this episode starts? Yeah, it it's crazy. It's yeah, it felt like you were being dropped right into the middle of like an older episode. And I remember mm-hmm. I started watching it, and I was like, "Have I?" Have I missed something somewhere? Like, because I was like, it feels like it must have been a cliffhanger from the end of an uh, old episode. That's how intense the start yeah. is. And I actually went back and because I kind of, I, I, I was kind of on my phone, not paying a huge amount of attention to the recap. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, they always recap the yeah, yeah. important parts. So I was kind of, I was mostly paying attention. I went back and I was like, no, 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 this is just something different. Fair enough. And it was, it was fucking cool. Yeah. It's because you like, you know, the Bo-Katan two episodes had said like, oh yeah, you know, we got to take you, you know, go to this planet and you'll meet up with Ahsoka and she'll be able to help you sort of, she's a Jedi sort of thing. And then this episode starts and immediately you're in like a lightsaber, clearly two white lightsabers, which if you know Ahsoka, that's like her sort of like thing at this point in time. Um, and she's just cutting up people in this sort of like misty forest sort of at nighttime. And then she comes up to this sort of King's Landing, Game of Thrones sort of like castle wall thing, which was very, very similar. Oh shit, it did look like um, towards the end when it started getting silly and she's on the dragon outside King's Landing. It yeah. does look like that, doesn't it? it? Like straight oh, away, I thought this whole cool. set was yeah, yeah. so Game of Thrones. Like I thought they could have just borrowed it mm. and, you know, changed the writing or whatever, the symbols and like changed the environment. But yeah, it's very Game of Thrones like. Anyway, Ahsoka's like tearing people up and clearly there's some issue with this city. She wants to like free the city of whoever's in the lead. Um, this there's this like sort of woman who's got this big like metal spear sort of thing, and she's on top of the wall and talking to Ahsoka, saying, "You've got to leave, otherwise we're going to start killing the hostages," sort of thing. Um, anyway, clear, clear conflict. The episode starts massively, and then she says, "Tomorrow," Ahsoka says, "Tomorrow I'm coming back," and basically, I'm gonna, you know, you're gonna die. Um, so. It's clear that Ahsoka means business. It clears that this boss means business, but at this point in time, nobody knows why or what the fuck's happening. Yeah. And then the or next thing you see is, you know, intro the Jedi, whatever, and then Grogu and uh Oh, wait, you don't know it's Grogu at this point. My bad. <laughs> we find that out later. <laughs> it's fine though, the whole thing's spoilers. You're gonna have to you're gonna have to go back and go back and bleep that. No, bit. no, no, no. It's, you find, it's spoilers. You find out that insert name here. No. Yeah, to, this is the episode where you find out that Baby Yoda's name is Grogu. And, but we're going to get to that and in initial reactions. So anyway, <laughs> Baby Yoda and Mando Din sort of land. They again approach this sort of wall. They talk to the main guy. He like lets him in, saying, you know, he's here on bounty, whatever. Um, and then the leader has a task for him to do. He's trying to obviously find the Jedi, but he's also trying to find the Jedi without saying, I'm looking for a Jedi. And then this boss lady actually says, I've got, you know, you're a Mandalorian. I'll hire you to go and kill a Jedi who's been plaguing this town. And he's pretty much like, win, fucking win. Because I get to, you point me, tell me where she is. I get to go, you know, and then I don't have have to come back and see you again. And she offers him this spear, which we find out is pure Beskar, which is really kind of cool. It straight away made me think of Captain Phasma, which I messaged you and said about Captain Phasma's spear. But apparently it's not captain phasma and her armor and stuff isn't beskar it's just some fancy shiny metal or something shiny shiny metal yeah it's it's one of those explained in a book like you know read about her backstory or whatever kind of crap uh but yeah so mando and baby yoda straight away you know off to the races they're gonna go find um you know ahsoka and when he's walking through the town and stuff he sees like the hostages like all pinned up and how you know it's clearly not looking good um but anyway he goes away starts wandering through sort of the forest and then we get an intro between mandalorian and ahsoka ahsoka pretty much attacks him off the get-go like you know and luckily he's wearing beskar so it's it's all good and then you know din's like whoa whoa, 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 like like, we're here to talk and then she says hopefully about him sees baby yoda and so ahsoka i'm just going to talk about 
we can talk about that character and I've, i think you had some questions about ahsoka as well like initially as to like you know why are white why does she have white lightsabers and all this kind of stuff um, yeah i think that there's a few there's a few rebels things that i'm not quite yeah so to speak so if you watch the clone wars animated tv series ahsoka as we've explained before is anakin skywalker's padawan and she was part of the Jedi, but then some shit happened and she basically expelled herself. She decided not to be part of the Jedi. She just sort of tried to be like a pure good sort of guardian of good, not be a soldier like she thought the Jedi were sort of becoming. So she sort of goes off on her own little thing. And then she helps out in Rebels, one of the main characters, Ezra. She sort of helps him out occasionally and sort of fights Darth Vader. And in season seven of the Clone Wars, she has like a whole Order 66 freeing the clones and sort of wrecks, sorry, the clone. A bunch of stuff. But she would know of Yoda and she has talked to Yoda. She's spoken with Yoda. And then here she's meeting baby Yoda. And obviously she would sort of recognize him from a species point of view, I guess. And also, she then gives out a bunch of information saying, you know, some, some stuff. But before we get into that, did you have, like, any questions on, like, Ahsoka, like, the white lightsabers? Did you want to know? Because you wouldn't have known what that's yeah. about. Yeah, yeah, I have no idea. I, for me, in the what you were talking about in the beginning in the mist, and you see the two lightsabers come up, mm-hmm. like, I, I'm kind of thinking two lightsabers Ahsoka, and then I saw that one was longer than the other, and I'm like, oh, yeah, it's her. Yeah. It didn't. I didn't even really notice they were white because the blue lightsabers, especially in the Clone Wars, look kind of pretty much white with a tight blue tinge anyway. Yeah, but then the more I went, like they're purely white, and I know nothing about they've that. They've done some very strange stuff with Ahsoka. She's had every color under the sun. Like she initially has, so she always has two lightsabers and she holds them sort of backhanded grips. Um, and she has one that's shorter and one that's longer. And that's, I can't think of the name right now. I'm completely blanking on it. But it's sort of like a samurai sort of trait where you have a shorter um, blade for sort of like blocking and stuff like that. And then a larger blade for sort of attacking. And that's her fighting style, which is completely cool, unique to her character. And we, we all, I've always loved that. She initially has green lightsabers in the Clone Wars. But then the shorter one starts to turn yellowy orange. And I've never for any yeah. reason understood why that happens. I don't know to this day, but it starts completely both green, and then one of them just starts going yellow, the short one, which is really the, fir- weird the first and couple of seasons. The first couple of seasons of the Clone Wars is like it's inconsistent. It's just, it looks like it's been it looks like it's been animated by someone in their basement. It's yeah, not, it's really not it, it, good, especially if you compare now pro- to season seven. Yeah, the production value goes up real quick. Yeah, towards it's, the end it's so season. off. But yeah, so she had those and then sort of either lost them or got broke. And then she got new blue ones. So a short blue one and a long blue one. And then at the end of season seven, she sort of like completely decides, okay, I'm done with this. Order 66, all of that was clearly horrible. She leaves her lightsabers at the wreckage to sort of show that she died there so that no one would come looking for her. Um, As well as they leave all the sort of clone-like armor and whatnot of everyone who died. And then you see as well, Darth Vader finds the wreckage and finds her lightsabers and then just assumes she's dead. But as we've spoken about before, there's when Darth Vader sort of came to power, Order 66 happened, Darth Vader had these four sensitive beings called Inquisitors that basically went out with Darth Vader, excuse me, um, hunting down uh, four sensitive Jedi or Padawans or anybody to sort of completely kill off the race. So everyone that Order 66 didn't immediately kill the Inquisitors had these red lightsabers and they track them down and you see them a lot in Rebels and try and kill all sort of like remaining Jedi force ability sort of people. And basically what happens as well, you see this in, uh, it's either in Rebels or it's in the Clone Wars, but a Jedi's kyber crystal, that's the thing that makes the color of their lightsaber and their lightsaber work, calls to the Jedi. I think, yeah, I think this is, this is the, there's a whole episode of Clone Wars on this, yeah. isn't there? Where they're, like, they're in like an ice place. Yeah, it's like yeah, these yeah, kids it's really good. and they're yeah, going yeah, yeah, yeah. to sort of this cave full of different kyber crystals, but you've got to find the one that calls to you and sort of it's like a connection thing because the kyber crystals are described as a living organism, sort of a living thing. Um, and that's a really yeah. good episode actually because it's all about these Padawans and how they choose their kyber that crystal. That one is cool. Yeah. And then they build it and stuff and, and Yoda's in that one. But anyway, these Inquisitors come after... Um, sort of uh, Ahsoka. And I, again, I don't know if this is something that is in like a comic book or if it's actually on TV. I can't remember. Um, but basically these kyber crystals are red because the Inquisitors are bad. And the reason that Sith and sort of bad people's lightsabers are red is because the kyber crystal is being forced to do something it doesn't want to do. 
so that it's called a bleeding kyber crystal. So Darth Vader's kyber crystal is red because he's killing innocent people and doing bad stuff. And as I say, the kyber crystals are like alive and one with the force sort of thing. So they bleed, so they turn red. So that's why all Sith sort of have red lightsabers because they're doing things they don't want to do. Um, I mean, it's that's like it's, it's like a nice story and stuff, but Anakin's lightsaber hasn't yet turned red when he's fucking yeah, when slaughtering he's like children. Slaughtering kids. <laughs> yeah, it's it's definitely it's definitely a nice story, but it's one of those oopsies. <laughs> the kyber crystals there like look look i'm I'm sorry anakin one more kid and i'm going red i'm gonna give you away you're not gonna be a jedi i draw the line line at 20 yeah Yeah, 20 kids fine i mean when when you when you asked little six-year-old jeff there he's always been a bit of an asshole so to be honest i'm okay with that one yeah but he's like he's like he's like like, listen anakin mr skywalker are we gonna be all right (laughs) kid always annoyed me too yeah fuck him he he, like i never liked him have a way with him. That's a good that point. One, that I, do, I don't know how instant a change it is, but either way. <laughs> um, so yeah, Ahsoka's being chased by these Inquisitors. She sort of defeats them. And then the Inquisitor's Kyber Crystal itself actually started calling to her. So she gets this sort of Kyber Crystal from it that's been bled. So it's a red one. And then she does some force ability and purifies the crystal. So because again, she's not Jedi and the Jedi sort of colors of the lightsabers are supposed to indicate sort of what Jedi and how they connect to the force. So like green has always been someone who's more deeply connected to the force, whereas blue has always been sort of a young and more naive sort of one in general. That's roughly it. Um, and purple is just because you're a badass motherfucker. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, yeah, so she purifies purple these when, crystals. Purple is when you're the biggest star and you get to choose. Yeah, you just, when you've got the big paycheck. Big dick yeah. energy. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. so Ahsoka purifies these things so they become white. And again, because she doesn't really associate herself as a Jedi, she just uses the Force and is all about being pure and light and good and just doing what is good. It sort of fits her nicely. So she has white lightsabers. There's that. There we go. Long explanation, finally. That's why she's that. We got that. We got that in the end. Yeah. So she recognizes Baby Yoda. They then have this huge talk, and she can somehow, through through the Force, communicate with Baby Yoda. And we find out that Baby Yoda was around during the Clone Wars, just before in the Jedi Temple, Order sixty six. Says that he was snuck away, sort of like stolen. And they said that's where his memory, coincidentally and ideally, goes black. And he can't remember who took him away or any of that. He just knows that he was taken from the Jedi Temple. And then, like, ever since, he's sort of had to hide his Force abilities because people have been always trying to use it. So he only uses his Force abilities at the minute, which is true in series, as we've seen in The Mandalorian. If someone that he loves is in trouble, or if he himself is in danger, he'll use his Force abilities. Or if he just wants a blue macaroon. I just love the idea that, like, (laughs) was it Dave Filoni and Jon Favreau sat down, and they probably got, like, a whiteboard with a long list of things George Lucas fucked up. Yeah. And they're just going down, going down each one. Just take, take, okay, we fix that. Drawing lines between two of them. That one will cancel out that one. Just trying to get rid of everything. Yeah. And then occasionally they just get stuck and go, fuck it. That is where his memory... Yeah, that's where his memory <laughs> went blank. I think that too. I mean, I know that for like certain TV shows. So like, for example, for The Office, The Office TV show, there's a Bible. Mm-hmm. And it's literally a Bible of every single thing on every detail on every part of it. So it would say, like, I don't know, like, Steve Carell's character, where he was born, what age he was when this happened. Mm. Like, anything that's ever mentioned goes into this Bible. So In, that, case, in case they contradict Yeah, yeah it's for the uh, yeah. continuity, right? So yeah. I know that somewhere, somehow, there's, like, a, a mass... It's got to be huge, this Bible thing. Like, obviously, yeah, but you, it's probably you know, digital. You know, you know for damn sure, George, you know for damn sure George Lucas didn't make it. Well, yeah, maybe <laughs> is, he had a part. That is post, that is post Lucas. That. Yeah, but yeah, with all the books and comics, they all have to sort of be canon. That's probably why they reset when Disney bought it. They were like, "This is a fucking mess. Like, let's redo it." Yeah. Um. But yeah, Baby Yoda. Like, we find out he is sort of from that time period. So again, there's sort of there needs to be some flashback episodes in in the future, and I think season three. Or a spin-off book, comic, or something will happen around him to sort of fill in that blank period, um, which it, they can obviously do whatever talk, they want with. Because it, it's it's hard to talk about at all without spoiling the end of this season. But I can see the next season involving some flashbacks in yeah, a very I, I in a very so. obvious way. Yeah, I would really hope so. Yeah. Um, and I think that yeah, it poses a question as to who snuck Baby Yoda away. Like you know, was it Obi Wan? Was it I don't know, like 
uh, like it's just so many questions to who, how, where, what, all that. Um, but yeah, and then we find out his name's Grogu, which my initial response right off the get go was ugh. But then yeah. I sort of like they kept saying it throughout the episode, and I was like, okay. And then I keep calling him Grogu now, so now I'm okay with it. I'm like good with it. But initially, I was yeah, just it's, like, ooh. <laughs> it's one of those things where it was always going to be like a two-syllable, very basic. And you go, you still, I was thinking, I was like, Yoda, okay, fine. And then I'm like, thinking of other two syllables, I'm like, they all would have sounded silly at the start because I initially yeah. went, oh. Yeah, I don't know what I would stupid. call him. But there's all these memes yeah, exactly. Now. McKinley like sent me this meme that was great, which was literally like, you know, in Friends, when Phoebe's trying to teach Joey how to speak French? And it's like, oh, yeah. je, je, ma, ma, pal, je m'appelle. And then he goes, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah. It's all this stuff oh, of like, grow, grow, goo, goo, grow, baby Yoda. Baby Yoda. I mean, in, in all fairness to like Disney that. and Star Wars, though, it's never, they've never confirmed baby Yoda as anything official. It's always been the child. It's, they've never, ever yeah, once yeah, yeah, given yeah. him that title. It's just obviously pop culture and everything else has. That so, was a that was a that was a meme. I I mean you've got to you've got to admit there's no there's it's some time to be alive if you're a fan of memes and Star Wars. Oh yeah. I follow three three or four different meme pages on Facebook dedicated purely to Star Wars. It is. And I feel like it, it's like it's like a boost to the economy. This show because yeah, they, were, they were probably well. running Reddit running is, out of shit. Reddit is on fire right now with all sorts of stuff like that. It's it's fantastic. And yeah, what a time to be alive for that. But yeah, we have Grogu. Ahsoka sort of their little chat Din's sort of semi okay with it but still starts calling them kid and all this sort of stuff um yeah did then, you did you get kind of did you get kind of jealous bitter vibes like I, his name's Grogu and it's like Din, Din's almost like no nah, don't like no, that no his name's Phil I named him Phil <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> his yeah. Name he's just is he's Phil. just gonna be kid yeah don't uh, talk to him he's my friend why yeah. can you talk to him and I can't fuck you I don't know I think that if we go I think jokingly, yes, like for sure, as little like like <laughs> jealous like sort of vibes. But also, we go back to like all anything he's been told about the Jedi in general. He's been told that they're evil sorcerers and they're not to be trusted. So again, yeah. the whole of season two, especially now that we know the ending, is literally just sort of like season one was okay. Here's the Mandalorian. Here's what he is, and then season two is breaking that character in all his sort of cult religious sort of views, breaking him down towards where he's actually we find out who he truly wants to be sort of thing. Um, yeah. And all that stuff. That is a badass guitar back there. I love it. Very nice. Very, very good. Sorry. I can see Cammy's red guitar in the background. It's, it's, it's good. Anyway, Ahsoka and all that say, okay, I'm going to test him in the morning. We'll see how he is, what he does, what he knows. And then the next morning we get a great sort of Yoda ish Luke lifting rock sort of, you know, Here's like, you know, pass me the rock over, doesn't do it. And then this little ball thing that Yoda, baby, uh, Grogu's been playing with for ages is used it's to like, like the top of the, top like of, the top little of some kind of gear knob thing. Yeah. Like he obviously is all about that. So he passes it back and forward. And then we get a very, very similar thing to sort of Anakin sort of initial training where Ahsoka's like, you know, he's, I can't train him. He's too sort of like, scared fearful angry all that kind of stuff you know like you know he's basically she's like no i'm not he's, gonna train him he, he's he's too old he's full of fear i sense great danger in his future yeah. obi-wan but please oh, yoda yeah right then yeah. <laughs> and then when he's killing when he's yeah. killing younglings just qui-gon Jin is just like <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that michael scott face like, yeah he, he is the chosen one he will bring balance to the force like slicing down babies <laughs> <laughs> that's the best meme um yeah so <laughs> i'd forgot i'd forgotten about that one yeah it doesn't that is the best it one. doesn't look good for grogu mando's a bit sort of confused and all this and anyway ahsoka says she has to get back to the village and then we're back into video game territory i will find out what's going to happen after i complete this little side quest. Yeah. Ahsoka and Mando decide to team up, which works out well. And then the promise is pretty much, you know, if, if Mando helps Ahsoka, then like you'll train him sort of thing. That's sort of the semi agreement. It's not in writing, obviously, but that's what they go with. 
And then we proceed to have sort of the attack of this village, again, sort of night and sort of fog. You know, Mando sort of goes in initially, and then shit turns sort of south. Ahsoka's suddenly there. And, oh, sorry, no, Mando's not there initially. Ahsoka rocks up, starts causing havoc, and then Mando comes in last minute to save the day and start beating everybody else up. There's a very, very brief thing that I want to talk about in this. There's a scene where Ahsoka's sort of dip diving and dodging in and out of sort of these little streets and alleyways whilst a couple of the bad guys are sort of chasing her and you see this little like rabbit like cat like creature going through the street you see it twice yeah and it's it's called a lethal cat um and basically in rebels the whole sort of rebels series takes place on this planet called lethal which is full of these little creatures and Ezra, who is the Jedi in Rebels, is very much connected to these things. So it's very, very, very strange, and it's very clearly an obvious moment that they highlight, but I still can't work out why that's in there or what that sort of is trying to, like, tell me. But it's definitely a clear point, and if anybody else knows why, like, please message me, because I-, I can't figure it out. Uh, it's clearly a full okay. cat creature sort of on this planet that's just roaming around, sort of. And also, again, earlier in the forest, before you, just before you meet Ahsoka, you see this owl in the trees. And when Ezra and Ahsoka first meet in Rebels, she has this owl, and they meet because of this owl. So again, it's sort of like there's a, two throwbacks to the two of them sort of being together yeah. or meeting up. And the very end of Rebels is basically Ezra's lost, and Ahsoka says she's going to go find him. So there's something that they're trying to link at here, but as to quite what it is, I don't know. Okay. Anyway. We then have one of the best and most beautifully shot double fight scene sort of standoff ever. Because all the people have yeah, been killed, it's... and we have Ahsoka and this sort of leader of the village lady inside her sort of main part, which is one strip of sort of pathway, a pond either side of fish, and very Asian, Japanese-esque sort of trees and stuff. And then on the outside, we have in the main street, we have Mando and her sort of right-hand bad guy man standing like cowboys, very drawn, ready to draw. So you really have sort of guys versus girls, but you also have this sort of Western standoff cowboy theme versus this very traditional, very intricate dance of sort of two samurais sort of fighting in this sort of Japanese environment. I've never seen anything like it. It's kind of takes a while to get your head around it are they actually doing this it's like two completely different movies that someone's just literally split screened and put side by side mm-hmm. it's so strange and yeah it works so well like the yep. way and i i think i wasn't sure i watched a couple times i think that you can kind of like even things like the music you can hear kind of like little samurai motifs when they in the one with the women and then little kind of western just twangs in the one like I, I i i couldn't figure out i watched it two or three times it's so subtle that there's a good chance i'm making that up and talking bullshit but no, i just no, I, I believe ev- you like they've been i've loved all apart from one little thing in the very last episode of season two like that i'll talk about whenever we discuss that but like i've loved the music throughout this whole show the next episode that we're about to talk about even more like i think is the best music mm. done episode ever um but yeah, visually and for sure the sound effects and everything of this. And also the way like, I'm going to talk more about sort of Ahsoka versus this like bad girl whose name I, sh- I, sh- well, I, I know just, I should know. But uh, uh, I was just going to say that I was kind of lying in bed. I was on a day off at this point. I was lying in bed and it's like Friday morning. Here we go. Whack it open. Watching. I'm like, this is shit hot so far. Mm-hmm. And then I um like... When, when her and Ahsoka face off, have a quick chat, and then both go and like drop the robes, like yes. Sith versus Jedi. I did, a, I did a little, like in bed, yes. did a little, like a jump up. I, I like, did. Holy it shit. was yeah. So when they first meet, it's sort of Ahsoka's like still hooded and cloaked, and so's like the the opponent, and then very much phantom menace darth maul obi-wan qui-gon jinn when they first sort of meet up they do the whole derobing sort of thing before the fight and it's also like just i don't know what it is but i always loved that in the phantom menace and i love it here because it really does show that sort of the jedi and sort of even the sith even the bad guys are this like higher level right they don't just fist fight and they don't just scrap it's very much like a 
battle of like wills and minds, like thinking strategically about fighting and setting out, okay, we're going to remove our robes and this is the start of the fight. Everyone get ready. And in this one, especially Ahsoka versus this girl with the, with the Beskar spear, um, it's like a dance and it's exactly like how I might, I think it's called Kinto. I might be wrong on that, but it's like a samurai sort of way of like, if you watch any sort of samurai movie, it does this very much. It's quick couple moves and then hold. And then quick couple moves, yeah. then hold. And they, sh- yeah. whoever did this, like they did it so well to sort of like honor that sort of craft and inspiration. And especially with Ahsoka, with the sort of the her two lightsabers was clearly inspired by that. Um, also, also, I feel like they, whoever's as you're kind of alluding to there, whoever's doing like the choreography and the filming of these fight scenes, it's unreal. Like, cause it's been getting better recently, but. For the last, I don't know, however long, it's just been shaky cam and jump cuts. Yeah. And you you actually don't you don't have any idea what's going on. This was just so well shot. You can tell they had actual people that knew what they were doing. So it was insane. It was yeah, so no, cool. you're definitely right. I think one of the biggest, definitely in Marvel movies, but also, I guess, just a little bit sort of some, some Star Wars stuff. There's huge, huge issues in how they film fight scenes and just putting so much of it together too fast, too quick cut, too blurred, too much special effects going on. It was nice to just sort of have a long shot seeing them fight rather than cutting for every single angle, every single like, you know, little thing that happens. Um, yeah, it was shit hot. So anyway, Ahsoka ends up winning this fight and Mando ends up winning the fight outside and Ahsoka asks her, where is your master? Where is Admiral Thrawn? Now, do you know of Admiral Theron, or do you not know who that was? No, so that one went over my head a little bit. Okay, so Admiral Theron is in Rebels, and I think that's the first time you sort of see him, like, in sort of screen. But other than that, he is, like, the king of the bad guy in all the books and comics. Um, so you have, um, if everybody remembers Empire Strikes Back and sort of, all, all, and A New Hope and all the rest of it, you have... Um, in fact, maybe it is just New Hope. Uh, Tarkin. Tarkin's like the old guy yeah. that basically... Grand, Grand, Grand Admiral Tarkin. Tarkin. Yeah, so you've got him, and he's sort yeah. of the big bad guy of the Empire, aside from you know the Emperor and Darth Maul. He's sort of the big bad guy there. Thrawn is basically the next sort of version of that. So you'd recognize him if you've seen anything to do with him because he's got completely blue skin and blood-red eyes. Um okay and he looks very much like benedict cumberbatch like he would be the perfect person to play him um and he's very stern very monotone and he's studied every single sort of fighting style there is he's like the best tactical sort of war ship person they have he completely like destroys like in rebels i don't think he loses ever like every fight he's in he'll win or he'll gain something from it and he's really is the big bad guy so so do you think that that's where the the Ahsoka series that they announced? Do you think that's yeah, where that? For that's sure. the... I think that where the sort of he also is supposedly linked to be. So right now, I would imagine that you know we've got Moff Tarkin in this. Uh, no, sorry, we've got uh, Moff Gideon. So obviously the Emperor's dead and all that. Moff Gideon's sort of the main bad guy that we know of at the minute. I think my theory for this and going into season three is that Moff Gideon is basically the Darth Vader to Tarkin... Uh, sorry, to... Um, uh, blue guy, uh, whose name I'm just completely blanking about. I was just talking about. Uh, <laughs> oh, fucking hell, Reese! What are you doing, you dafty? What's the name? Do you remember? Thrawn? Yeah, Thrawn. Thrawn, thank you. Okay, I think that <laughs> Thrawn is basically the new emperor... Moff Gideon is supposedly wanting to be his Darth Vader, sort of doing his will in sort of in and around, but Thrawn is still pulling the strings very much behind. And I think that the way that they're going to go is that Thrawn is going to basically start and ignite and make the First Order pretty much. I think that's pretty much where Thrawn is going to be is because he's got the tactical like brilliance to, to do it. And to make it all. Okay. Um, so I think that Ahsoka TV series, also the Rebel, whatever one it's called, and Mandalorian Season 3 is going to be very much about Mandalore, but then also Thrawn is going to be the big, big bad guy. Um, and I would be petrified because yeah, he's, he's, he's a good bad guy. Yeah, because Mo- Moff Gideon was like, 
presented as the big final boss in the first season, but then he's been in and out of season yeah. two far too much for him to be. And you still, yeah. up until this point, like in season two, and even towards what we know now going forward, he never really ever shows much threat, you know? He's never really no. that that scary. Like in season one, you think, holy shit, this guy's like got people he's willing to die for him. And even the first few episodes, but yeah, he's not really a threat, but throwing just the mention of his name, I'm like oh shit he's the he's the guy to to watch out for so very excited as to I where the ahsoka I, series is gonna go because she's clearly hunting him down yeah so yeah for sure i really think i need to I, I really think i need to go and watch rebels i would watch rebels i think that the first few episodes are a little bit painful to get through same as clone wars but then you it really yeah. does pick up and it really is it's it's good and it fills it definitely fills all the gaps as to what certain stuff in the mandalorian and then the new tv series that are going to be coming out is what happens there yeah it's it's be, it's because of them and the way it's all going that i'm like yeah. i want to know i want to be able to lose my mind when i see someone i'm like oh my god yeah no yeah you can definitely nerd out a lot more um anyway that pretty much wraps up that sort of chapter and episode so they they win you know everything goes all good we find out everything they need to know um fucking uh Din, the Mando, gets the Beskar spear, which Ahsoka gives to him. Says that, you know, yep. he's trying to be the honorable thing of like, oh, I didn't properly earn it. I didn't kill you sort of thing. But he's like, no, just take it. Belongs with a Mandalorian. And at this point, I'm straight away thinking, we just saw this spear versus her lightsabers. So I'm like, this is the part in the video game where you collect that really essential item that you're going to now you know obviously... where this is going. Yeah. And we know that Moff Gideon has the dark saber. So I'm straight away at this point, I'm predicting he's got the spear. He can now officially fight Moff Gideon, you know, like he's capable of doing yeah. it now. So, yeah. oh my God, it's happening. Yeah, it's happening. Oh my God. Stay predicting calm. That that's what that's going to be. Um, uh, but Ahsoka still says that, you know, after everything, she can't train Go- Grogu. He's just not, he's not ready. Can't help her, him out. But also thinks that, and this is very much aligns with Ahsoka's character. As I say, she's not really Jedi at this point. She's sort of left the order. So I also think that she's saying no to this because she does want Grogu to decide. And she wants it to be his choice. So she says, go to this mm. planet to sit him on the seeing stone and then he'll reach out with the force if he wants to and any Jedi that are around will will be able to hear him and will be able to pick him up and can sort of talk to him if they want to. Um, and then she says, not that there are many Jedi left. And at this point, as far as we know, there's Ahsoka, there's Ezra, there's Luke, there's um, the guy from the video game that I've still not played, but I'm going to get around to playing. And I think one other somebody something or other. Um, oh, and I guess Leia possibly at this point as well too. Um, yeah. So yeah, so you're pretty limited as to who he's going to talk to. My bet was initially thinking it's going to be sort of Ezra or Luke would be the main ones. I don't think they would go with the video game guy. Um, no, no, no. But yeah, it's sort of a it's sort of a wait and see. But in general, episode five was definitely up until this point like my favorite, like mind blown. They did it so yeah. good, and I think the the thing that they did well is this is the first time Ahsoka's ever been live action, and the actor who played her, phenomenal. The makeup and everything held up. She moved like her. She fought like her. Obviously, there's some stuff that you just can't do because in animation, you know, she's jumping and flipping like crazy. Like she's very like uh, a very yeah. high, much a high level of agility that you just can't do in live you, action. Yeah, but she's 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 got an old Reese. That's why yeah she's older now and also there's a period of her time where she went a bit blank and she couldn't quite remember it but she woke up and she couldn't jump as high so that's that's what officially yeah, what happened that's it they're, they're you, you can read about that in the comic solved. book <laughs> <laughs> yeah so anyway yeah all in all though you liked that episode it was good unreal yeah unreal yeah just it more and more as you go through this season they start to feel like little movies like the production value is just insane and the amount that they pack in to half an hour 40 minutes every time you start a new episode this season you're like oh it's only fucking 45 minutes long what the fuck yeah and then you finish watching it and you feel like you've just watched an entire movie yeah it's and you're just, just like, so Whoa. good i was thinking about this earlier right because today literally today it said that one year ago i went to go and see the rise of skywalker so the last of the new star wars movies i saw on release oh, day yeah. so it was a year ago today and I was stood outside, like, picture, you know, whatever, cinema. And now, like, 
I cannot believe how like I've taken it for granted, but like I recognized it last night, how lucky we are that we can actually just go back and watch it. Like I've watched Mandalorian season two, this episode that we're about to talk about three or four times. And I'll go back and I will yeah. pause it and I will look at something and analyze it versus like the rise of Skywalker. I paid to see that three times in cinema and still came out of it with some questions. I'm wanting to see it more. So having it yeah. just on my iPad or on my TV where I can just watch it, pause it, go back, like all that is so, so cool and so good. It does take away from the thrill of seeing something in cinema, but having it instantly and being able to watch it again is great. Um, it's very 2020. It's that instant yeah. gratification. I just want it now. I want it now. The fact that, I mean, it's impressive enough that they make you wait a week for an episode, to be honest. True. I'm glad they do. I'm really glad they yeah, do. Yeah, I'm glad they do it as definitely... well. Because also just on the spoiler front like with stranger things when they launched all of those in one go you get people who are like on episode seven talking about it with someone who's still only like been to work and managed to watch two this morning and you know like yeah that you literally painful when it when it's a popular series particularly if you know that you follow facebook pages and stuff that talk about them yeah. you literally have to watch it all in one go right at the beginning otherwise you're gonna have it something spoiled for you yeah even just in a meme a meme can spoil something like crazy you know? yeah absolutely yeah all right so chapter 14 which is season two episode six this one was called the tragedy and straight away that's not what you want to hear <laughs> Because yeah. that yeah. pretty much... Well, this, this is going to be great. I think from the title, I kind of... And also just general sort of storytelling. You know that this is like the second last episode. Oh, sorry, third last episode. You know there's going to be two more after this one. So for it to be called The Tragedy, there has to be something bad that really happens. Then the sort of next episode is going to be pick yourself up, dust yourself off, and then the final sort of confrontation to resolve the original tragedy. So... yeah. You we're could at the predict end of where the this second was going act. pretty quickly just from the title. <laughs> yeah, it's still one. It's still one of my favorite episodes. It was insane. Oh yeah, love this so episode. Good. This episode, music-wise, is just it's phenomenal, and also just yeah, it's great. Um, this is a good Mandalorian episode as well. Whereas the last one, I've, I'm sure people would have criticisms because the whole series is about the Mandalorian, but the last one was pretty much an Ahsoka episode, so. I can see why people would have issues with that. But this one, you get to really sort of see... One, you get to see the Mandalorian, his character, really start to show. Because he panics in this. Like, he's not clear thinking, and he does some real stupid stuff because he's so panicked. And just, yeah, it's a great sort of bond between him and Grogu. So, uh, episode starts, and they're going straight to the planet, which to sit him on the seeing stone which again i thought we were going to get another sort of filler episode of side quest i've got to go and do something but we're going straight there they again really, they really are playing with our playing with our heartstrings playing with our hearts and minds in this season and being like oh you thought we were going to go and see them now no no sorry have a filler episode and yeah, yeah you think a filler episode is coming no you're there it's like yeah. fucking hell. even just to the fact that like they fly into the atmosphere and i'm thinking okay he's gonna have to park the ship and we're gonna be wandering through the jungle and he's gonna try and find it but he literally just fucking flies in like there it is and you're like what <laughs> i did how did you I, know I, that like is i do it that remember, obvious? i do i do remember thinking um like I know this is me overthinking everything, but like, let's pretend these planets are all approximately Earth-sized. Yeah. How does he always? And like, when he went to find Soka, he lands in a village in the middle of fuck yeah. nowhere, and just he happens to be that's where exactly he ends up. Exactly there. Yeah, that's one of the Star Wars things, right? Like how? <laughs> yeah, that's just a Star there's Wars. There's no civilization. Suspension. No nothing. You don't have exact coordinates. Like, what? How the fuck did you know where you're going? You just sort of pull into the Earth. Like, how fast can you rotate around it as well? Depending on the planet's size, again, could be fucking huge. Um, but yeah, anyway, they rock up. Yeah, anyway, we're he, overthinking now. Yeah, we see Stonehenge, which is literally what it is. And there's only one criticism I have about this episode. And it's how clearly LA, America, this sort of landscape and scenery is. Like, it's very much sort of the LA desert, couple twigs here and there, some shrubbery, but does it. And it doesn't look alien. Like, everything so far has felt very much in a different galaxy, different world, whatever. This whole planet, there's nothing about it. There's no creatures. There's no weird plants. There's no two suns. There's no big moon. There's, there's nothing. 
There's just like it's clearly Earth. Like it looks like Earth. Um, yeah, no, I, I'd agree with that. I mean, it, it, I, it, I would be lying if it said that I'd noticed or it bothered me. But thinking back, you're definitely right. Yeah, it bothered me a little bit during it, just because I was like, I don't know why. It just made me think, like when like there's a scene where like Mando ducks behind a little rock or whatever, and I'm suddenly thinking, oh, it's just a guy in a costume, like, and it. It hit me very, very briefly, but it brought me out of the episode just a little bit because I didn't feel I I felt like this was just like an LA standard, like this is where Breaking Bad was filmed, sort of thing, you know, like I know where it is. Um, so it suddenly made yeah, it okay, get that. a little weird. But that's my only. It's only weird person. how it. It's weird how it can like pull you out, isn't it? I was watching yeah. Last of the Mohicans the other day. It was on TV. I was watching with my mum, and there's this there's this point where they run past these rocks. And and they kind of wobble, and it becomes immediately obvious that they're made of cloth, yeah. literally cloth. And you can see what you can see the real rock next to the cloth strapped around a, like a wooden frame. And they keep fucking cutting to it. It's like stop! I don't want to <laughs> see this. And every it. time a character runs by, yeah, every time a character runs by this pass, they go to the same shot from the same camera, them running past, and the rock fucking wobbles just from the wind of them running past. And I spent for five minutes fuming about how the fuck. I was watching. Uh, I can't even remember what Christmas movie it was, but we were watching a Christmas movie the other day, and the character sort of falls into the snow, but it's so clearly just like cotton and just fluff. Because they fall into the snow and it sort of just like wraps around them and then boings around a bit. And it's just like, oh, that's bad. Um, but yeah, anyway. So, yeah, back anyway, to the episode. We digress. You know, we're straight away at Stonehenge, the Seeing Stone. You know, uh, Din puts Baby Yoda on the Seeing Stone. Nothing's happening. And it's really bad timing for him twice in this episode. Bad timing number one because you know he's put him put ba- put Grogu on the seeing stone. Nothing's happening, and then we hear this noise, and the noise that we hear is one of the best noises in all of Star Wars because it's Slave One, which is Boba Fett's ship, and you just see it come out of the sky and sort of one of those looking up in the sunlight, whatever. And I was like, "Holy fucking shit! It's Boba Fett's Here like, we ship." Here we go. And I'm Here thinking, "Here we go." I'm thinking a couple things. Initially, I'm thinking, okay, I know that before this, two episodes ago, we find out that um, his uh, the Mandalorian ship has got a tracker on it that links to Moff Gideon. So the fact that Boba Fett is just showing up suddenly and knows exactly where he is, I'm instantly thinking, oh, maybe he's working for Moff Gideon. Maybe somehow he's been hired for him. But then I also know that... Yeah. I would assume that Boba Fett at this point is wanting the armor and has sort of followed him and kept an eye on him since then. So I'm yeah. thinking lots of things, but I'm thinking it's not good. Like I'm thinking that Boba Fett is coming here to like kill him basically, or to take the child. Like it's not going to be good. Anyway, so slave one lands, you know, Mando's like, hurry up kid. You got to like, you know, we got to get out of here now. We're out of time. And then the beam of light I goes mean- into the sky. Say say what say what you want about Grogu, but he's on point with the dramatic timing in this Very episode. Very dramatic timing. Yeah, he's Big got this time. blue beam of light. These sort of you Star Wars writing ruins go around, and he's clearly in some sort of meditation sort of communication. Not a lie. I wasn't wasn't a huge fan of this. I've I've not really enjoyed. Ironically, one of the few things about the sequels that I enjoyed was uh, the middle one, Last Jedi. Is it the Last, Last Jedi, Jedi middle yeah. one? Yeah, it was the way, it was like the way that I don't like anything that makes the force look like blue magic that comes yeah. out of people's fingers. It's just stupid. Whereas the one in that middle one where he's like kind of puts his her hand on the ground and she kind of feels like that. I thought that was actually quite cool because yeah. it's just kind of, it didn't show you anything that wasn't real. It, but yeah, I, I wasn't a huge fan of the blue magic. I can do, <laughs> I can do without, listen, I don't want any of your blue magic re- ruining the realism of my Star Wars things. All right, <laughs> keep it to yourself. No, I, I do get what you mean. I hadn't actually know. thought about that until now. I didn't like it because I don't like beam of lights going into the sky. It's very much a Marvel yeah. sort of thing. It has become a thing. Yeah, yeah, like literally. So I'm not a fan of that, but I'm like, okay, it's whatever. I like the fact that it's sort of giving a clear visual sort of force field because yeah. Mando tries again, to pick him up yeah. and gets blown away and he tries again yeah. and then he tries again. It's like, fucking learn. Like he's, you're not getting in there. Like yeah. So again, it, it didn't it didn't really take away from anything at all. It's just one of those things where it's like I like when I like it more when they get creative with it. Like Ryan Johnson with the whole putting your hand on and showing yeah, different elements of the ground and, and stuff coming up around. That and, was very cool. Yeah. 
that and when they get really creative like um do you remember where the first sequel that came out do you remember when kylo ren stops the blast in midair yes. holy fuck. he's just like holding i it. still mm-hmm. uh, yeah i still think about being in the cinema and like almost shouting i was like see things like that are clever the blue generic light going into the yeah, sky yeah. it's like come on now yeah come no on. i i kind of completely agree with you on that one um but yeah baby yoda's in a facetime call with someone at this point unknown don't know who at the end of the episode you still don't find out who he's got the he's got the extreme noise cancelling headphones on yeah he does he's he's not he's not hearing anything he's just doing his own thing um and i will say like i won't say any more on this but i straight away thought okay seeing stone the whole sort of thing i connected it to the last jedi and how you have ray on a seeing stone and you have sort of like you know luke on a seeing stone and that's how it sort of communicates Mm -hmm. so i put two and two together in as much as thinking okay possibly more so on Luke than Ezra right now because he's the only other one that I've ever seen with a seeing stone sort of thing. Um, but yeah. again, I don't know how it works. Cause I don't know, you know, if like if Ezra or Luke or Ahsoka has taken a shit, do they just get this message in their head or do they have to be on the seeing stone at the exact point? Like, I don't know. Also, what what the fuck? What is this stone? I don't know. <laughs> why it's... can't why why can't I do this? Why can't I do this on any stone? Yeah. What what, what is what's What's so forceful about there the will stone? be anyway, a comic book or we're... something to explain the origin? I'm sure that we're just we're yes, missing some 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 Jedi Grandmaster once took a pierce on the stone and now it's a holy stone or something. Exactly. <laughs> All right. Well, anyway, um, Mando basically goes away. You know, starts needs to realize he has to engage sort of this this ship. He doesn't know who it is. He has absolutely no idea. The audience does at this point, and then we find Boba Fett. And he's there, and he's bald, and he's got no facial hair because he's all kind of scarred up. And he's got this Tuscan Raider sort of like long uh, rifle, and this Tuscan Raider big club stick thing. That is the basically the thing that they always go like. But we've never actually seen one being used in combat, which you're about to see. And holy fucking shit! Holy shit! Anyway, so Boba Fett's there, and also so is the other bounty hunter. Trask or whatever her name is you know they have yeah. a bit of a standoff and then we find out instantly Boba Fett's here for the armor it says that it belonged to his father you know that he got off of Cobb Vanth in the first episode of this season and that's all he wants he doesn't care about the kid you know whatever and they sort of have a standoff they lower their weapons Din takes off his jetpack which then becomes like a thing later on and he basically says, I want my armor back. It belongs to me. It's mine by, like, you know, birthright, all the rest of it. You know, we find out that um, Din's like, well, you're not a Mandalorian, so no. And then he s- explains that, you know, it was his father's and his father got it off of, like, your people. Basically, a Mandalorian gave my dad his armor. So, like, it belongs rightfully through my family. It's been in it for generations. And he says this great line where he, like, asks... The Mandalorian, Mando, Mando Din asks Boba Fett, like, are you a Mandalorian? And Boba Fett replies with, I'm just a simple man making my way through the galaxy like my father before me. And that's a double whammy. And if you know why, you know why. But basically, Jango Fett in the Clone Wars movie says that line. Attack, just, the, attack of the Clones. Yeah, Attack yeah. of the Clones. He just says, I'm just a simple man making my way through the I'm galaxy. Because I'm, I'm just a simple man. Michael yeah. the galaxy, eh? And then the line <laughs> that he adds on the end of it, like my father before me, is Luke talking to the Emperor, saying, like my father before me. So that's whoever wrote that needs I'm a raise. I'm a Jedi. Yeah. Yeah. That needs is, a raise. It's so that good. is. Yeah. Someone awesome. wrote that and showed showed it to Star Wars producers, and they're just all instantly erect. Boba F- <laughs> I'm going to tell you what makes me erect right now. Boba Fett's voice. I love his voice, and I love the way he says things. The way he says Tatooine. Everybody else says Tatooine. He says Tatooine. He's like, oh, I need the armor. It came from Tatooine. And I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> he's like, you're cool. It's just, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's, yeah, he's just, that, that. he just he gives is, off this just aura absolute... of zero fucks given. I'm a badass and I'm just going to do what I want sort of thing. He, before, before he, before he even starts fighting and it get, just gets better when he starts fighting, but before he even starts fighting, you you sat there and you're like ah oh. so this is why people thought he was so cool yeah it's like 
imagine how cool they would think he was if he this is this is how cool he should be he is now he is I now never retrospectively once, living up to the hype i've never once cared about boba fett ever i've always said i don't get all the hype i don't get why people cosplay him he was just like a throwaway character it was nothing this episode i worship boba fett now like i literally think oh he's one of the God. coolest characters ever i want to read about his backstory i want to know all of it i want to have a bobblehead i want it all <laughs> Um, uh, a, a, a bubble head. A bubba, bubba bubble head. <laughs> a bubble yes. head. Very good. Completely because of this episode. So anyway, find out we hit, he's unreal. here for the armor. The only other thing I'd say is his time in the Zarlacc pick maybe gave him a bit of an epiphany. Because if Boba Fett is who he was in sort of Empire Strikes Back, I don't get why he hasn't just killed him already and just takes the armor or whatever. Like He's very much a man of his word and honor at this point. So I generally feel like he has had some sort of epiphany, some sort of whatever, because at the end end of this episode, as we know, he honors the deal that he's about to make, which is that he promises yeah. in exchange for the armor, both Din and the child that he's with will be safe. Like that's like they'll leave him alone; he'll be safe. Um, you, so you think that he you think he found himself in the sala? I think something's yeah. happened to him because I mean, like he's, some sort some some sort of some sort of brutal gap year. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, he's, I just found he's myself. He's honorable yeah. to a degree, so I mean, something's happened. But anyway, <laughs> then shit really hits the fan because this Imperial Empire sort of stormtrooper ship comes in Cruiser. and stormtroopers start coming out and the battle commences din straight away runs completely leaving his jetpack which is a whole i think it's annoying as hell little, little manufactured yeah because i'm sort of like screaming like your jetpack your fucking jetpack you're literally running right now which you've not done in forever because you have a jetpack and he's left it on the ground, and obviously they need it for the end of the episode. But also, I can I can allow it in as much as he's just so freaked and panicked right now that he needs yeah. to get to Baby Yoda, so he just runs. Like he's got no other. It's sort of the fight or flight moment. He just has to get to to Grogu, so he's just running, and that's I'll let him off for that. Anyway, flight. Uh, the fight commences. I'm going to skip over a bunch because not nothing really I care about. Stormtroopers are suck. They miss everything, and then we get Boba Fett. <laughs> We get Boba Fett using this Tusken Raider sort of thing, crushing Skull. Literally, bits of Stormtrooper armor is coming off everywhere. And the music, he's got this very aboriginal sort of like didgeridoo in the background, like wow, but not crazy yet. It's not not just, he's just an absolute badass in this scene. And then you give a brief shot where you see him look over to Din's ship and then he disappears for a little while. And Fennec, that's her name, Fennec, um, is sort of, you know, fighting off. There's the whole sort of rolling boulder, stupid part. Yeah, like. yeah, yeah. And then you just hear this whoop-a-bup-a-bup, as this grenade sort of like lands on the ground. And then boom. And then this stormtrooper sort of like looks up slowly, like he's a bit dazed. And as the sun, it's so perfect, this fucking shot. It's the, so the, good, my the, God. The dust sort of clears from the explosion. There's complete silence. The sun lens flares just around, and you just see Boba Fett in full armor standing above this stormtrooper. And it's just the perfect fucking, like, like he's, like, I'm showing Cammy now, because he, he knows what I'm on about, but he's, like, above him. Sort of, the, just, you're looking up at oh. him, and he just—he's got this aura of just, uh, and it's so cool. It's so cool. It's the best. It's my favorite thing about the Mandalorian that has happened up until this point for sure. It's just Boba Fett in his armor arriving, and then his gun noise is loud. The music in the background is all this sort of like, dun 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 dun, dun, dun. and it's so epic. I want it as my ringtone. I want it as my, if I'm going walking, he's got knee rockets, he's got proper rockets, he's got his guns, he's got everything. And you're finally, finally seeing how Boba Fett is badass and why he's like just awesome. And I get it now. Yeah. I get it because of this scene and I thank whoever directed this because it's so fucking good. It is in, in just insane. I, do you remember I said to you um, after we watched it, I texted you and I was like, I feel like it didn't even feel that much like Star Wars. It felt like a good action film. Yeah. Like the action itself was that good. It wasn't good Star Wars action. It was just good action. Yeah. It was like, 
don't know. It was like watching fucking John Wick with spacesuits on. Just the movements were so clean. Honestly, it was so well to, choreographed. To, the other thing that I like about it is that he's not really a good guy at this point, and we don't really think he's a good guy. Like, he's in this for his own deal, right? He wants his armor. He's now got the armor, and now he's just kicking ass. But it gives me very much, like, I like the Duel of the Fates with Darth Maul and sort of the the whole start of the fight to the end of that fight because it's so well done and so well shot, and I love it. And this is exactly, this is the next best scene I can find probably in Star Wars. I would say Duel of the Fates, Boba Fett's unrevealing in his armor again fight scene, uh, Darth Vader at the end of Rogue One in the corridor scene. Oh there are God, certain yeah. scenes in Star Wars that just hit so damn well, and this is it. This is as good as like they couldn't do this any better. And the music no, yeah, and what he's doing, and then the very end, it's just so well put together. The very end, all the stormtroopers run off. The two ships take off. He fires his rocket, hits one that collides into the other one, and they say nice shot. And he says, "I was aiming for the other one." And he was. If I went back and looked, and his aim is actually on the other one in the little target. Really? Yeah, it is. But he's just like, I was aiming for the other one, and it's just like, oh, that's great. But yeah. So a couple, a couple, a couple of a couple of annoying video game things here, mm-hmm. right? One, why send the stormtroopers in the first place? You're and why only them, send you know one and then all... send a second yeah. one? <laughs> yeah, and all they do, all they do is get dicked everywhere they go, and you're already running low on them. And then also, when they when the light cruiser appears, which is what you're about to say is about to happen, and they like blast one ship, fucking blast the other one. Yeah, <laughs> I don't why know. Why would you not? I, I think yeah. the only reason I let that off is because I think that they know that Mando Mando's there. I don't think they know Boba Fett's there. Yeah, so yeah. So that's the light what I was cruiser kind of like thinking, destroys, as you just said, light cruiser completely obliterates. Um, mandalorian ship which is a bit sad i was a bit upset by that but i was like okay well it's good now because we're fucking on slave one like this is where we want to be um and all that's left is his spear and the little ball thing and basically what happens is is the dark troopers get launched they come down and mando's like running back to try and get baby yoda but the dark troopers end up grabbing him they pick him up they take him away and you know boba fett starts to follow them but you know can't see it he's shocked that the empire's back he's like oh my god the empire's back so he didn't know um but then okay so let me know what i was gonna say let me let me know if you agree right dark troopers serious for me um what are they called the sentinels from x-men days of future past i was thinking sentinels i was thinking iron man just when the iron man suits go bad yeah like they I fly really like Iron Man, yeah. Don't like him at all, and nope, like there's there's more reasons why I don't like him later on. But this episode didn't like him. Like I don't know why I should be afraid of them. They're just flying Iron Man suits. Like what's the big deal? Yeah. Um. And yeah, they 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 should it, they would have been much better, and it would have continued to be much better further on into the next few episodes if they'd remained like the elite fighting unit of people and not yeah. just these robots. No, yeah, you can. But anyway, but yeah. still. So fucking cool. Anyway, we're gonna have to wrap this up in the next sort of two to three minutes because I'm getting my 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 dinner's almost ready, <laughs> which is very oh, speed round. Yeah, speed, speed round. round. So Baby Yoda's been taken. We then get a great scene with Moff Gideon holding the dark saber above Baby Yoda's head. Baby Yoda's been flying these stormtroopers about with the force and like clearly under distress. Um, and then we're left with that basically Boba Fett, Fennec, and the Mandalorian are gonna go. F- find their friends and they have to take him back um and that's pretty much it but oh my god boba fett like your theme music the way you look a little sneak peek to the next episode the next episode he's like recovered his armor to the best it can be he's painted it again in this in matte colors and he looks so cool he's also kept his little like black cloak underneath the armor which kind of looks like a little bit of a skirt, but it looks like a badass sort of Sith, almost like Darth Maul esque. It's just yeah, I the will, whole thing. He, they've done him so perfectly. I will cosplay this Boba Fett every day of every year. I would like his armor when it's properly painted with the little black robe underneath, and I, I love him. I love him. I can't like the actor, amazing. His voice, amazing. Everything about Boba Fett right now, full on amazing. 
And yeah, I've watched this just this scene where Boba Fett sort of shows up in his armor with the music and all the sounds and didgeridoos and sort of whistles in the background. So good. I think I think because I haven't watched it in a while now, and I think talking about this while you go and eat and while we all get ready for the big filming of go the Christmas back. episode, also recording it. Yeah. I'm going to go and watch it. <laughs> so for everyone wanting to know, it is season two, episode six, go to 17 minutes and just hit play. And then you'll get a minute of sort of setting up the scene and then Boba Fett lands and, oh, so good. Literally, like I got I to go clean myself up. This is, this is, <laughs> it's, it's, yeah. Are you having a, a gentleman issue? Are you? Yeah, a little bit. I love him. I love him. I love this TV show. I think it's great. Anyway, we're going to wrap insane. up because, as I say, we're recording another episode in literally like half an hour to an hour's time. So we're going to go away, get some booze, have some food, come back, record another episode. This has been your Mandalorian Monday episode. I'm sorry it's a little bit more rushed and whatnot, but, you know, we're doing what we can. We're still trying to give you content. Yeah, so I love I love that you're, you're saying, I'm sorry it's a little bit more rushed and people are going to be like, thank fuck, they didn't just ramble on yeah, about stuff like that doesn't have anything to do with the, the sound effects that Reese thinks he hears. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Maybe this, is just, maybe this is just how we'll do it from now on. I don't know. Um, but yeah, thank you, Cami, for filling in and helping me out with this. It's been fun, as always. It's always a pleasure, mate. I know. Always. You can go away and watch the Boba Fett and I will see you in like half an hour. But, yeah. uh, you want to do your go, classic ending? I'm Ron Burgundy. Go fuck yourself, San Diego. And we'll see you fucking later. Goodbye.